0: So as we together prepare our hearts to follow Jesus into a deeper understanding of the lesson in today's Gospel, and as we open our hearts to that power of His grace to live what He's teaching us, I want to start out by saying, This community, St. Peter's, has given witness to this teaching in many beautiful ways. A recent example is with the great outpouring and showing of compassion to our brother, Father Lawrence, and to the many sisters and brothers in Uganda and the needs that they have how we embrace them all with our prayers and our love, and how we are helping them with some of the blessings that God has given to us. It was absolutely beautiful to see the great generosity that this community showed to Father Lawrence. And there are many other beautiful examples of this. And so, God bless you. I've witnessed over the seven years I've been here, I've seen so many beautiful examples of this gospel right here among you. So thank you. But if we are to continue to give this witness, we do need to understand how grace moves in our life to bear this kind of fruit. To begin, it's important to realize that God the Father sent His eternal Son to us when He took on our human nature. And St. Paul says so beautifully that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, such that if you and I want to know the Father, if we want to know God's heart, all we have to do is watch Jesus, how he lives, how he reacts to people, what he teaches. That is what gives evidence that Jesus truly knows the Heavenly Father. You can see it in how He lives. And therefore, when we see Jesus being compassionate toward widows, toward orphans, toward strangers, when we see Him being merciful to sinners, and being overwhelmingly generous to the poor and the needy. He's revealing God's heart. That is God's heart. And then we recall that we, you and I, are also made in God's image and likeness. And we are to give evidence that we truly know God, that our heart beats together with His heart, and that should be obvious in how we live, how we relate to each other. The problem was with some of the religious leaders. Notice that the parable is addressed to the Pharisees. They were the teachers who knew the law inside and out, and they were to be, like Jesus, a radiation of God the Father in the world. The problem? Their hearts were hardened. By what? Well, we know pride was one of them. But a few verses earlier, and it doesn't show them here, it says they loved money, greed. You see, we know that the problem is not the comforts that God has given us. It's not in wealth or the material things that we have in themselves. The problem is when these things harden our heart and make us selfish, self-absorbed, indifferent, and gives us a spirit of apathy toward the needy around us when we start to become blind and deaf to the cry of the broken, needy hearts that are always around us, that's the problem. And because these Pharisees were not reflecting the image of God, it was evidence that they did not really know God. They had a theological understanding. They had a lot of head knowledge, but their hearts gave evidence that they lacked faith. They did not know God, even though they were looked up to as the experts about God. Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta had a similar problem. There were many women and men who joined that religious order, especially a lot of women who helped her to serve the poor all around the world. But Mother Teresa noticed that with some of the sisters, their attitude was terrible. Sometimes they would be moody and irritable. They would murmur and begrudgingly do the work of serving the poor. And when they lived together in these convents, the way that she saw how they treated each other, which often lacked a great deal of mercy and charity, it made her wonder if they really knew God. Saint John puts it this way. If a person says, I know God, a God who is love, whose heart is mercy, if that same person does not love his sister and brother, How can this person say he truly knows God? And so Mother Teresa would say to some of the sisters Do you really know Jesus? Do you know personally Jesus Christ? Do you see how he looks at you with love? Can you hear in his heart his cry of thirst to love you? Because if you cannot hear that in your own heart, how can you hear the cry of Jesus in the hearts of the poor? How can you? And here's the lesson. How can you and I give what we do not have? If I am not experiencing God's love for me, if I am not daily experiencing His mercy and compassion in my weakness, in my woundedness, in my struggles with sin, in my need for healing, how can I give that to another person? This is why, by the way, the confessors that go to confession on a regular basis make the best confessors. Those priests that go to confession regularly They often show greater compassion to those who come to confession because they're receiving God's mercy themselves. We cannot give what we do not experience. And this, by the way, is why the most important thing that you and I do every single day, all throughout the week, is to cultivate our relationship with God. As our heart and God's heart touch, as He takes our heart into His heart, we become like God merciful, compassionate, and we are about together to receive God, Jesus Christ, giving us His body and His blood. Do we believe the one whom we are about to receive? Do we believe whom we are receiving in a moment? Are we ready to be filled and overwhelmed with His love? Is our heart wide open to allow Jesus to be the compassionate one, the merciful one to us in those places where we need mercy and compassion? This is what will allow us to leave here and to be that same heart of God toward one another. This is how it works. This is the order of God's wisdom. So let us come forward to be loved, to be redeemed, to be healed, to be forgiven. And as we know this experience as real, this is what will make our heart more like God's. Amen.